Hello, and welcome back to another edition of I Am the Woman Caught in Adultery. If you're enjoying the podcast, I Am the Woman Caught in Adultery, make sure that you take time to subscribe. Make sure that you take time to share the podcast with others and scroll down and send a message or a question. Definitely would love to hear from you. Hello, friend. Been talking about the power of influence and talking about triggers. This time I want to talk about peer pressure. A lot of times, peer pressure comes in various ways. I told you that TV and news and radio, that's programming. And a lot of times peer pressure comes through that, comes through other people, comes through social media. Everybody wants to pressure you to do something, to believe something, to accept something. Everybody can follow, like, and share and peer pressure you into buying bundles and nail tips and just about everything. But it's very scarcely that I see anybody pushing the kingdom of God. But the Bible said that that the travelers will be few and far in between. And even as I go through Facebook and after I change my intentions and yes a lot of the people that are on my Facebook page when I first met them we both had the same intentions to do as much as we could do and even in going through those every now and then you might see somebody drop something that might be inspirational and I remember those days because I was too busy trying to post something nasty or something I thought was sexy and But he told me he would beautify the meek with salvation. But we get caught up in peer pressure because everybody wants to do what everybody else is doing. I even said in one of our classes, I was telling him, I don't even want, no, I was was writing a poem. And I was saying how I don't even want to be a 10 anymore. It was a time that I thought being a 10 was something special. But I came to realize that once you're a 10, where are you going to go? Where else is there? So I learned to be great with an eight. But seems like nobody is great with an eight. Everybody is still pushing to be a 10, be a size 2, be a size... The world would be so boring and so generic. But because of peer pressure, this is the size you should be. 36, 24, 36... This is the complexion that you should be. This is the length hair you should be. If everybody looked the same way, sounded the same way, wore the same clothes, did the same activities, this would be so boring. God put us here to live, 
not to exist and in the state that we're in we exist because we exist because we want to see what somebody else thinks of me we don't even take advantage of this beautiful land that he gave us every morning that we wake up is full of brand new opportunities but the only thing I can think about is the material the things that I can feel that I can touch that are here right now and that's because under the power of influence I get caught up in peer pressure I allow myself to get caught up in the gods of stone and wood and glass and gold and silver when these things are these are temporary things these are things that are gonna pass away but because of peer pressure because everybody wants to be one and nobody wants to be different I don't have a problem with being different I've been different all of my life And I've always been judged and looked down and frowned upon because of my difference. But one thing I know that God made us all fearfully and wonderfully in his likeness and in his image, we are made. He didn't make all of us the same. If that were the case, everybody would be the same color. Everybody would have the same attitude. Everything would be the exact same but it's the difference that's just like he created us with a choice to accept him by choice one thing about God he's a gentleman he doesn't force himself on anybody he loved me just as much when I was doing what I was doing as he does now and even sometimes now I think why do you love me why do you care it was a song when I was growing up that they used to sing I don't know why Jesus loves me and I don't know why he cares I don't know why he sacrificed his life oh but I'm glad I'm so glad that he did. Because it wasn't because of peer pressure that he did this. He did it because he loved me. Not with lip service. It wasn't what he said. He shows me that he loves me every day. And me and my selfish self. When he wakes me up to talk to me or wakes me up to have something to do, I have the audacity to have an attitude and be slowful about it. I had gotten from some of my the little children they had got me something for Valentine's Day and got a sloth and her mom was like I don't know why they wanted to sloth because children seeing you which you don't see they can see that slowfulness in me and when I saw it when I when I 
recognize the animal and I'm thinking that's because they could see it in me I love having that zeal I love having that passion for him I don't want to be slowful I don't I don't want to move slow because when I want him to move, I always want him to move expeditiously. But when it's the other way around, I always want to take my time. And I remember it was times even when I was in the physical church and he would give me a message to tell somebody or give me something to do. And I'm sitting there questioning, Lord, is this you? Do you really want me to do? Do you really want me to say this? And somebody else would get up and say or do just what he told me to do. And when I would see how they would get blessed, it was a spiritual envy. Because I'm thinking, had I just moved, that would have been me. Which... I was always worried about what somebody was going to think about me, what somebody was going to say about me. Always worrying about somebody, but never taking into consideration, what does God think about me? What what does he want from me? And that's why I'm learning to make that my question. God, is it, what is it that you want from my life? What is it that is expected from me? Because I always want to just bust out there and do what I want to do. And then when things get topsy-turvy and messed up, and then here I come, snotting and crying. If I had just casted my cares on him in the beginning. But peer pressure makes you think, you can handle it. You can't even see God. What make you think he's working on? But he's been doing it the whole time. And I know it's him. Just like the accuracy I see in the Bible when he prophesied something thousands of years ago, they come to fruition without error. So why, after seeing that, why would I doubt that he couldn't take care of the little frivolous stuff that gets me all in a tizzy when if I would just do what I was supposed to do with it? I always want to be seen as the superhero. Even when I take pictures, the pose that I take, I always say I look like Shira. I ain't but 5'3", but in my eyesight, I'm a giant because like I tell people, big things come in small packages. TNT ain't but three letters, but when you light it up and make a big boom, and that's how I feel about myself. I may be a small package, but I like to make a big impact. And I do make a big impact. But when I learned that if that impact doesn't have a spiritual impact on somebody, then it was for nothing. If that impact doesn't cause somebody to say, what must I do to be saved? 
instead of worrying about who's watching me, who sees me, who knows what I'm doing. When I begin to focus on the fact that he created me to be his home. He created me to be a temple. Stop worrying about peer pressure. If they're not pressuring me to live right, to get right, then that's not that's not my friend, that's my foe. Because we ought to be on the same sheet of music. We ought to both be pressing towards the same goal, living a godly life, encouraging each other spiritually through words and scripture and prayer. Even when I pray, I've gotten to the point where I don't even want to call anybody's name because I don't want to forget anybody. I just ask God, like I used to say when I was a little girl, bless the whole wide world. I thank God for the awakening in the whole wide world. Because if we don't see that we're at the end of the end of days, if we keep letting peer pressure cause us to be blinded to what's going on, I want us all to make it. I want us all to have eternal life. I want us all to be in those heavenly mansions that he went away to prepare for us so that when he came back to receive us we have our own mansion and watch us settle for these little moments here where we can have a lifetime in heaven follow peace here with all men love your brother love your neighbor like you love yourself Let charity begin at home and then let it spread abroad. Prepare and get ready because ready or not, he's coming back. And it's not going to be like hide and go seek because when he come back, it'll be seven years left and it'll be an opportunity. And I don't want to be, I don't want to make him a a choice under duress. I give him my life freely. I give him my soul freely. I give him this body freely as his temple. I'm not about that peer pressure no more. Praise pressure and preparing for the rapture.